Okay, everyone, it is time for the 16th episode of Around the Horn Health and Phys Ed. And today we have a wonderful panel, as always, and a new special guest that we're going to introduce in just a moment. So I'm going to turn it over to Justin. Take it away. All right, all right, all right. We are back. Exciting. Today, tonight, this evening, to talk a little bit about fitness testing. Let's first go to the gentleman with the most hair on the air, Mr. Stephen Buller. Hey, it's Steve Buller. I'm back. It's been a long time. Got to come back, try to get that championship. I'm from Philadelphia, PA, and I teach elementary health and PE. Love it. Next, we have Fran, our favorite, the OG of the show. <laughs> Fran, tell us about yourself. Hey, hey, hey. I'm Francina Hollingsworth. I teach middle school health and PE in Houston, Texas. It's going to be a good night tonight. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we have Coach Keeney. Tell us about yourself, Coach. Hey, good evening. Uh, Dave Keeney, teacher and physical educator. Taught first, second, and third grade, and elementary PE for the last four years, and did a little bit of little league coaching through the years as well. So looking to have fun, talking about testing. Love it, and he did stay at a Holiday Inn, so his opinions have a little more validity than the rest of us. And last, but certainly not least, we have a Mr. Morgan Wright Morgan, tell us a little bit about yourself because you're new to the show. Tell the people what they should know about you. Uh, my name is Morgan Wright. I'm retired military. I've been teaching P for the last 15 years and competing on the hit NBC TV show, American Ninja Warrior, for the last five. Also, dodgeball is the best. I teach elementary school PE. If you can dodge a wrench, dodgeball. All right. So, again, this is not a show about dodgeball because I'm sure we could go back and forth about that forever that's like dropping a lit match at a gas station and just watching everyone just run uh, over there so let's talk over here about fitness testing because this is a really cool idea Uh, i guess i should say the discussion of fitness testing is really cool because it's something a lot of us do and don't put thought into so i really like to dissect all areas of our teaching So first up, uh, we're going to go with Fran, because I know Fran's phys ed program is actually pretty fitness-based. I think this will be wheelhouse for you. Fran, what is the purpose of fitness testing in your program? Okay, well, with my eighth graders, I test them um, two times a semester in the beginning just to see where their initial uh, fitness levels are. And then at the end to see if they develop and improved on their score because uh, I try to... Um, built up all levels of their uh, health-related fitness. Um, So at the end, I hope to see an improvement with the kids. So the purpose for me is just teaching them how to uh, work on their fitness and see some type of improvement. Uh, For the seventh grade, for the seventh graders, we test them four times a year. And uh, for um, Texas teachers, uh, our I think our testing is called, um, I'm sorry, our evaluation is called 
toss now I can't keep up but anyway we have to show some type of growth and so um Fitness Graham works perfectly with uh, our program because it's a, a test assessment that we do with the kids where we can show growth amongst our kids uh, and show the impact that we have on our kids. So we have state testing for the other areas and we use our Fitness Graham testing to show our growth in PE. Uh, Fran, how many times a week in a market period do you see your kids and for how long? Okay, for me, I see my kids um, every day, um, but two days a week, we have uh, classwork kind of stuff, and then three days a week, we're doing fitness-related activities, uh, and it's a semester long, so um, two nine weeks. Um, the seventh graders have PE every day for a whole year. Oh, okay. That does make a little, little difference. Uh, having mm-hmm. it every day—that's amazing. Love mm-hmm. it. All For right, like forty-five minutes. Coach Keeney. Yeah, my first year, I came in and we were required to do the fitness gram. Um, it was my very first year of PE. It was really stressful because I was doing third, fourth, and fifth grade for the very first time and figuring it out as we go along. In the second year that I was out here, uh, they told us we don't need to do fitness gram as a as a program. Um, we were getting away from the traditional testing, so I took that in my second, third, and fourth year and turned them into WIGs, which is about wildly important goals, where I focus more on the kids going ahead and trying to use the fitness gram to better themselves, trying to set goals accomplish goals and do one more than the time before. And that's where our widely uh, important goal of doing one more than time before came into play. Um, I used it in a beginning so they could set, see where they were, what they're capable of doing. Um, We do it in the middle of the year so they could see how they progress. And then again, at the end of the year with the distance learning going on this year, the only testing we did was whether or not they could cook a coach and put together a nice healthy meal. So testing kind of went out the window this year and a lot of kids were a little upset about that, but um, I don't like to put the test pressure on the kids. I like to use the widely important goal because they can track their own. And that was one of the big things um, that I got complimented on this year was having students track their own growth. So there you go. All right, next up, we have Mr. Morgan Wright. Would you like to tell us what is the purpose of fitness testing in your program? All right, so uh, take everything you know about elementary school fitness testing and throw it out the window for a second, because that's what I did. What I really got uh, disenchanted with was having a seven-year-old or eight-year-old or nine-year-old come to my PE classroom, know that they couldn't do a push-up, and I still had to somehow mandatorily make them fail at a push-up in front of their peers. So what I did for the last two years is I, I dug through actually all the bureaucracy of my own district and realized there never actually was a mandated fitness testing. It just started that people, we've done this because we've always done it this way and we will do it this way. That is the fastest way to have someone not be a learner for life 
and, and lover of fitness and fitness education. So what I did is I took a gamble and I actually created a kidsninjafitness.com based on American Ninja Warrior, but you can base it on anything. It is a completely malleable thing, completely uh, elective. I have fully elective fitness on, uh, I don't call it, I have choice days or centers where they can come out and they can choose if they want to test or they can choose they want to go to a skill center. I'm at a 94% uh, participation rate. Kids have their athletic achievements gone through the roof. And most importantly, the stigma is gone. The, the PE is the fun makers, especially in elementary. In middle and high school, yeah, you need to track data. You need to know what you're capable of. The goal setting is important. But in elementary, I need to hook them to make them a learner of fitness, to get them to middle school gym so they're not opting out or doing it online or virtually. Lots of good points there. Lots of good points. All right, I saw Stephen Bowler nodding his head vigorously. So either he has some beats on in the background or he really agreed with what Morgan had to say. So let's finish us up for round one, Stephen. All right, for definitely a lot of that, I agree with Morgan. Definitely valid points. Um, we, For me, when I taught high school, I had fitness testing more or less as kind of like a guide point, and we would use it for a short unit to showcase goal setting and seeing if we can make improvements in the short term. For me, fitness testing has very minimal, if no place in anything that I design because of the time restraints. Uh, for elementary, I only see my kids maybe once a qu- or like quarterly. So I might only see them once a year or sometimes not at all. Um, I think it's problematic when we use fitness as kind of like a measuring point for us doing our jobs. Because the reality is at the end of the day, you can turn around and hire somebody from the YMCA to take your job. So at that point, what's our purpose actually as physical educators? Is it to be fitness trainers or to educate students on life, how to engage in the fitness components, how to engage socially, how to take part throughout a lot of life skills? Um, wow, I have 25 seconds left and I can still go. Um, <laughs> I think... Personally, for me, this year is going to be very tough because I'm going to have to reevaluate where I'm at because I just made that transition from high school to elementary. And for me personally, it's about creating that enjoyment of activity that allows you to kind of make those jumps into doing what you want to do versus what I want you or need you to do, quote unquote. Well said. Well said, sir. All right, Dave. Round one has come to an end. Who is in the lead? Well, I thought it was going to be the PE Ninja Warrior guy, the Moose, at five points. But then Steven got the double. He got the double point. Oh. And he pulled it out, off with six points and Fran and Dave with four. So everybody's really close. And, um, man, I love it so far because I love um, – well, I really want to hear even more from everybody. But the best part is that Dave and Morgan are in my district. So I like hearing even more what Morgan's doing because I get to learn from him. And it's been really cool but I love learning from Fran and Steven and Dave, of course. So anyways, I'm just rambling. You guys are awesome. Let's go to round two. Round two. And this is going to be my favorite round. Think of all, what are the drawbacks of fitness testing? What are the negatives? What are the things that either through your uh, illustrious teaching careers you found or what goes against your philosophy, anything of this nature? So let's go. In reverse, 
And let's go to Stephen Bowler because we don't want him to be accused of getting the last word in every round. So, Stephen, what are the negatives or drawbacks of fitness testing? I think there are many drawbacks, um, but some of the basic ones definitely revolve around self-confidence in the activity. So depending on how it's portrayed or presented can have a very negative impact on that student's future outlook on being physically active. Um, Other major drawbacks, it also reinforces that stigma that the phys ed teacher is there just for physical activity and fitness. And that also promotes a lot of other we'll say perspectives that are essentially white centric. So like fitness based, um, where else can we go with negative drawbacks time and space? I think that's like another huge one. So depending on your space, it's very hard to do a lot of the stuff timing, depending on how long you have the students, it's really not effective. Some pros. So I'm going to flip it a little bit. Some pros that I do enjoy about fitness testing is for certain individuals. It's Definitely awesome. I enjoyed fitness testing, but only from the perspective I hated when people said that I couldn't do something. So that was very empowering for myself to prove people wrong. Um, It can be a confidence builder. So all the negatives that I had, it can be a positive. It just kind of depends on how you frame it and how you work it in the environment that you work in. I know for me personally, it just doesn't make sense just because a lot of the situations my kids come from, they may not be having at the optimal energy level for whatever reason that's going on. Some really good points there. Very nice. Very well done. All right, Morgan, what are the drawbacks or negatives of fitness testing that you have come across? Okay. The number one thing that gets me, fitness testing tends to be the fun killer. Kids come to PE, they want to get some energy out. Because think about elementary school right now. Breakfast time gets shorter. Lunch time is now, by my school, down to 24 minutes. Hey, sit down, be quiet, eat quickly. Hey, we're going to the library. Shh, we're in the library. This is when we have PE is our last bastion of social interaction. But now we're going to kill the fun and, and we're slowing everything down. Hey, guys, hurry up and get over here. Now stand there and wait because I can only test two people for push-ups at a time. Hey, I'll use my keg and strategy, guys. And they're like, who the heck's that guy? Yeah, let's all pair up and let's do this and put your hand down, do the push-up. He touched my chest, sir. No, I don't want to deal with any of this. I want PE to be fun and exciting. It also makes it repetitive. Hey, guys, we tested running around the track last week. This time, we'll test running around the track this time holding a beanbag. Nah, man, that's terrible. That's terrible. I get kids to come to me. This is our chance to hook them. We have them for six years in elementary. I get them from some of them for seven because they are super awesome. But I get them for six-ish years. That's my chance to make them a lover of for life of fitness. I'm wanting to say a strong mind needs a strong body to survive in this day and age. And that's my dang job. And I'm going to send them out there wanting to climb some stuff right along with me. Well done. Well done. A lot of good points there. Coach Keeney. So, yep, I've got quite a few drawbacks here. Um, one, like Morgan said, he said, when you've got a kindergartner out there that's never done a push-up and can't begin to start, that's a huge uh, detriment for their, for their physical education experience. Um, when that happens, the confidence levels start to slide. They feel bad about themselves. It's really hard to bring them back and make and help them explain to them that, you know, this 
you not being able to do a push-up today doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do a push-up later on down the road. Um, the first thing that happens when they come out and they see the fitness gram area set up and they see the pacer, they're like, no, coach, this is boring. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, hey, it's what you make of it, guys. And if you guys want to play uh, high school football, baseball, basketball, this is this is the starting stones. These are this is the foundations, and the, and that's always a hard sell. Um, growing spurts, you got kids that will jump up and um, grow over the summer two, three, four inches. Um, then you got kids that don't have growing spurts, and they're like, "Why is Johnny doing this? I can't do this." Well, he just grew three inches over the summer. Uh, it completely defeats gains in other areas where you have kids that can hit a baseball, they can throw Frisbee, they can play sports, they can do something else. And you just destroy them with that. And then my own personal experience back in the seventies, presidential physical fitness, I was out there, I'm running the shuttle. I'm going back as fast as I can for days. I was with my physical education teacher trying to get that last shuttle run in so I could go ahead and get my presidential bet. She gave it to me. I know she said she didn't. She gave it to me. She took that stopwatch away. Click. You got it. You're good. <laughs> That's all. That's pretty funny. Yeah. And I think uh, actually in that last story, that reliability, uh, when we're doing it, if, you know, if we don't all have the same people testing, a lot of people will use like peer testers and all. Is that information valid or reliable? Interesting points. All right, Fran, finish us up for round two. Okay, so I know my district is mandatory for us to do fitness testing. And in the state of Texas, we actually turn in our reports and all this and that. But uh, I know many years I, I did it and I did it wrong. I was like, okay, yeah, y'all just do these sit-ups so I can say we did this and do these curl-ups so I can say we did this. And I I was just all over the place. So my scores were very inaccurate for a number of years until I actually was like, okay, now how do we do this again? What are we supposed to do? And actually learn how to do the testing correctly. And like many uh, like Dave and Morgan said, it's boring. It's boring for me you know, up, down, up, down. And I'm like, oh my God, if I have to hear this one more time. So I actually went on YouTube and I found like hip hop music in the background. So I play that because I have to entertain myself, you know, because this is a whole day process. So, and it could go on all week. So I'm like, okay, I need to jazz it up just for myself, not only for my kids. And uh, another drawback is like the kids are defeated before they even started. So if they've been doing this for uh, since elementary, once they come to me, they already know what the deal is. And a lot of them don't even want to do it. So sometimes I have to motivate them in order to do certain tests and, um, and they, some of them don't even really try. And that's another thing. They just be like, okay, I did one coach. I'm done. And mm, it's sad, but. It is. And there's. I don't fuss anymore. I'm just like, just do the best you can. And we'll, we'll do something different tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, even physiologically, we didn't even talk like at the younger levels, third and fourth grade, like your head is bigger than your body. 
Like it's you're not proportionate. Uh, you talk about if you're not releasing testosterone, I don't care how often you practice, some of your physical fitness tests are never going to get better. So now we're holding kids accountable for something they have no control over. Uh, there's just, and then you all hit the nail on the head with the idea of joy and fun and repetition. And Fran, I was thinking, uh, when I'm bored as the teacher, I stop. As soon as I'm bored, I will, I will straight up tell them, I'm bored, let's do something else. Because if I'm bored, I can't even imagine what you all are going through. So uh, kudos to you for trying to jazz it up and make it a little cooler. All right, Dave, who do we have? Go oh, I have so much to talk three. about, but I'll try to keep it short. So first of all, um, yeah, with the curl-ups especially, those drove me insane. I could only get, you know, a picture of me, and I know Dave and Morgan have a bunch of classes. I have like six classes out there. I'll be testing this like one class the whole time on curl-ups, and they, the curl-ups suck, by the way. They're terrible. They're, they're awful. And the push-ups, I, I heard the best one. It was one of my parents said, it's like why because we say no, no camels and no hammocks. So no camels, they could put their butts up in the air and the hammocks are like this. And she said, it looks like some of the kids we have, they said on their dots, they're trying to impregnate their dots with their pushups. I mean, because the way they're just, their, their, their lower half is moving. The elbows don't move, just their, their body. And it's just, it's a mess and I can't stand it. So we work on just, you know, holding a pushup plank and work on other things like that. But Oh man, it's bad. It's rough. Um, I'll tell you. And by the way, aren't you glad I got Morgan on the show finally? Cause I've been wanting to get him on for like a couple of years now and I'm glad he's on the show. Oh, and by the way, he won the second round. All right. All right. So here we go. We will say round three will be defend your position. All right. So we're going to change it up a little bit. And here is the position. You get to choose whether you want to do fitness testing or not, and you are in front of parents and your supervisor, and they want you to say why you're going to be doing fitness testing or why not. Here we go. Let's go first with Mr. Beardrip Buller. Ooh, I think I would start off by asking the question, how many of you actually enjoyed fitness testing? Raise your hand. See how many hands go up. And the odds are majority are not going up. And then the next question would be, how many of you actually are physically active right now in your adult life? The odds are their hands are going to be down. We've talked about it already. Joy is a huge factor in promoting lifetime physical activity, which is our main goal when we are trying to design quality physical education programs. But that also has to tie into teaching people how to be physically active, how to make the choices that are best for them. But I think our most important framework is how do we teach you to communicate? How do we teach you the social skills that are very important throughout life? Um, you're going to have to interact with people. And right now we're seeing in society, it's very hard for people to have an honest conversation. And I think physical education, as we've already talked about earlier during this podcast, is one of the most important socialization classes that you will ever have throughout high school, middle school, elementary. So the better we're equipping, stu or equipping, equipping students to handle social pressures, have hard conversations, and deal with real-world issues, I think the better your program will be. So at the end of the day, fitness testing goes out the door. There's almost no point for it. 
All right, next up, let's go Francina. Yeah, Fran, we're coming at you. So you're uh, on the hot seat. You got to defend I know. It. I'm actually torn for this one because I feel like I could argue for my class, but with the seventh grade class, I don't really want them the fitness test. We do because we have requirements, but it's not... It's not necessary. So kind of piggybacking on um, Stephen, it's like, okay, does it validate our program? Can we do without fitness testing and still have a quality program and teach our kids quality physical education? Um, and the answer is yes. Um, you know, it kind of goes with the teacher. Is the teacher doing what they need to do in order to enhance the child in, with their fiscal needs? So, um, but for my class, I feel like it is important to kind of uh, to give the kids a sense of ownership, kind of like, okay, this is where you started and you've seen yourself develop over just a semester. Imagine if you actually put in more effort in your fiscal uh, health and your mental health and all of that good stuff, how well you would develop if you actually take ownership of it and not do it just because you're in my class and I'm telling you to do it. So, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of one of those things like uh, it could be needed if for uh, specific classes, but in um, PE in general, we, we could do without it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to figure it out. All right, Mr. Keeney, what do you have for us? All right, so first I'm going to say Fitness Graham, uh, Presidential Fitness I would say, no, we don't really need to do it. But that being said, I would take the elements of the fitness gram and use them. And in my classroom, when I used to teach first, second, and third grade, um, on Fridays, we didn't have test days. We had game days. And I got my kids all hyped up. This is where you show what you know. This is show what you can do. So I would turn the activities from physical uh, fitness gram and a fit presidential physical fitness awards into um, competitions and stuff like that. So it gives them some motivation. It gives them some drive to better themselves, to set goals. Um, I think that you would find that we're going to go ahead and um, get a lot of success by using it as a motivational tool. Um, I think the kids like to feel good about themselves when they make accomplishments. So I don't think it's totally bad. I think it's just the way that it's being utilized is what's really causing the problem. Because then again, we go back to, you it's boring. You're not being able to uh, find a starting point because you don't have the strength. Your confidence starts to fall off and those type of things just get in the way of what we're trying to do. So that's my take on that. Mm. So really, really good points over there. All right. We have the American Ninja Warrior star who is going to finish up around three. All right. All right. <clears throat> We're so worried about uh, intervention that I want st- to, I actually am, am for fitness testing 
as an enrichment tool. We get so worried about the kids that are behind uh, these days in education that it's okay for PE to focus on those kids that want to get ahead, especially athletically, because that might be the only gold star they're going to get in that day. So if we look and change the mindset and start using natural growth mindset for fitness testing and make it elective, now the stigma's gone. I've had kids flopping like a pink salmon and being chased by a bear ah, on the pull-up bar. It is their 28th time up there. We know Eric's not going to get up there. And the kids are still like, you can do it, Eric. The stigma's gone. And they are excited. It's like that little three-foot kid on the nine-foot work wall at some uh, uh, trampoline place. We're still cheering for him. And he's going to get back in line at 37 times. This also gives data management. It's now elective. They can be like, okay, I can do this. Mid short term goal setting, long term goal setting, uh, mid term goal setting. I have kids to start off kids into fitness, two push ups, but they got to be real push ups, not them like little where like you're doing the worm, like electric boogaloo, too. No, I'm talking like arms locked down, up, but not. I do let them go at their own speed because I want them to be their own character now. I'm not going to tell them how to go, but it needs to be real. It sets that goal setting and it also, more importantly, opens future athletic doors that they might not be aware of because we have built confidence. And most importantly, we've kept it fun in a way that they can measure themselves because they want to. Yeah, I think that uh, that choice right there is huge. Where if you are really, you know, have an aversion to being in front of the class doing the stuff over there, you just don't want to. Forcing the kids to do it is only going to make them, you know, hate phys ed that much more. So really get a lot of good points. Mr. Carney, what are your thoughts up to this point? Well, um, actually, Morgan just reminded me of this girl, because like, you're talking about enrichment. This one girl, she's probably my, well, not, I don't want to say favorites, but definitely one of my favorites. And definitely, I would say my top athlete and just student I've probably ever had. And her name is Isabella. And it was a few years ago. And her and I would go, would, I, I, I like doing the pacers. I can't, my, I still have problems with my foot. So I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't run it recently, but I used to challenge the kids in the Pacers. I like the Pacers. I don't know what it is. Not, not everybody likes it. That's fine. But her and I would battle and battle and battle. And she'd always beat me by a couple. And it would really tick me off. But, but she pushed me and I was pushing her. We were like neck and neck. And then all, all of a sudden I would just fall over and die. And she'd just keep going. And some of the kids really liked that. I had kids make, I, they, they knew what the school record was. I didn't make a big deal of it. But I'm like, hey, this is the record. You guys want to go for it? Cool. If you just want to do your best, cool. Um, and some of the kids were really pushing each other, pushing themselves. So I, I like that as an enrichment thing, um, kind of like what, what Morgan was saying. But, you know, I, and I also like it more as an elective thing and, and really goal setting thing like Dave. And, and I guess everybody was kind of saying. So anyways, yeah, we had a tight race. Um, but the round three were all sixes, but Morgan got a seven. So Morgan pulled it out in the end. Morgan won his first ever around the horn health and phys ed. And that's why he has to come back and defend his title at some point. So, uh, and by the way, Justin can tell you what you get for that for winning. It's 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 incredible. You, you want to ready for your prize? You get thirty seconds to say anything you want about any subject. You have our attention for thirty seconds. At thirty-one, I start looking at Twitter, and my eyes go down. So, thirty seconds, starting right now. Thirty seconds. Oh my gosh. Then what we won't do is we won't talk about the hot tire fire that's going to be everyone panicking about going back to school in August slash whenever. 
I'm, I'm, you said Twitter, I'm watching it because I'm loving it. Everyone's panicking. And I'm like, y'all act like we have a choice. I'm just going to show. And, and then, and my favorite, I'm in Southern Florida. People are like, what if we have to like do PE on a cart? Oh, you mean not die of melanoma? I heard that's not sexy anymore. I'm okay with that. I'm only having to use an SPF 50 roller to spackle that sunblock on every day, half the time anyway. People mistake me for a roofer walking to work. I wonder why. So I, I'm telling you, stay calm. It's okay. We're going to get back to work and we'll eventually be able to play dodgeball safely without having any parent calls. Dodgeball, zero complaints. I have one kid sit out of soccer because he's in cowboy boots. I, four calls. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. As always, go to supersizephysed.com for more information. And to be a guest on the show, please fill out the link in the episode notes. We'd love to have you. Love to hear your opinions on fitness testing and more. So take care, PE Nation. You guys and girls are awesome. Let's keep pushing the profession forward.